Everyone has questions. Why am I here? Where will I go when I die? Is there really truth? But not everyone has biblical answers. Welcome to The Pastor Study, a ministry of pastorstudy.org. Join us now as we study the Bible to draw closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Here is Pastor Tom Brock. Welcome to The Pastor's Study. Maybe you or someone you love is into the homosexual lifestyle, shall we call it, engaging in homosexual sex, and you wonder, can I ever get out of this, or can my son or daughter ever get out of this? Well, we want to tell you there's hope, and the whole half an hour is, can you really leave this behavior behind? I want to introduce to you Nate Oilo. Hi, Nate. Good to be with you, Tom. Yep. Nate is part of a ministry called, called Outpost Ministry. It's a Christian ministry that helps people with same-sex attraction leave that behavior behind. And, you know, Nate and I were just talking before the show. We don't hate anybody. We're not narrow-minded bigots. You know, we don't think anybody should be killed. <laughs> but, some, but because we take a biblical position yeah. on this, we are accused by the gay activists of being hate-filled bigots, right. etc. Right. So you're not one, neither am no. I. In fact, you struggle with this issue. Mm -hmm. I struggle. So don't call me a hate-filled bigot. <laughs> I struggle with this issue. All right. So, Nate, tell me your story. Sure. Well, in a nutshell, um, 18 years old, I was uh, struggling with same-sex attractions, moved to the Twin Cities to go to college. Um, I didn't want to be gay. I knew that that wasn't God's plan for my life. I wanted to be married. I wanted to have children. And yet, um, I'd grown up in small-town America. And so, I was very naive about the issue. Uh, thankfully, I met someone who told me about Outpost Ministries, which is a ministry that exists to help people find freedom from unwanted same-sex attractions. And that's here in the Twin Cities? That's here in the similar Twin groups cities. everywhere. Yep, similar groups everywhere. Uh, I got involved in the programming. And over a course of years, the Lord really did a miraculous work in my life. There was a lot that I had to work through. Um, thinking errors, I had to work through those with the Lord, you know. The truth sets us free. And then I was carrying a lot of woundings in my heart that the Lord needed to heal. And, um, you know, like I said, over a, a period of years, uh, the Lord really ministered to me on the heart level and, and did a dramatic work in my life. Um, Thirteen years ago, this October, I got married. Um, and because I had done a lot of hard work of recovery and healing, um, I was able to enter into marriage healthy, whole, not that, you know, I'm perfect or, you know, there was a magic wand or anything, but, but I had done a lot of hard work and that set me up for a good, healthy marriage. Uh, my wife and I have three children, eight, seven, and two, and um, I love being a husband. I love being a father. I wouldn't trade it for all the homosexuality in the world. It really is God's best. Do you ever still struggle with homosexual temptation? You know, not really. It's, like I said, it's been, I've been now, uh, I originally went to Outpost 20 years ago. So it's been a 20-year process, you oh know, my. up to date. And, uh, you know, God really did, a, like I said, I think God really did a miraculous work in me. That doesn't mean that I'm not, I can't, <clears throat> you know, like I'm not prone to sin or that I couldn't, you know, go we back all, to, we, we, all can, we all are prone to sin. Certainly we can all return to our evil ways, mm -hmm. but I don't want to. Yeah. I don't have a want to do that. Yeah. I really, like I said, I really enjoy. Had you gotten into the behavior itself? I hadn't, and that's an important point. You had point. not? I had not. Okay, and I talked to a guy 
who was heavily into the homosexual mm -hmm. lifestyle, and now he goes to a Christian support yeah. group, hasn't acted out for 20 years? Yeah. So it is possible. It, it's absolutely possible. In my 20 years at Outpost, I've met hundreds and hundreds of people that are living obedient lives to the Lord. They love God, they love people, and they're walking yep. in freedom. Now let me ask you this, because I had a Catholic priest on this show, mm -hmm. and the Catholics have a group called Courage yep. that they mm -hmm. can go to. And I asked him, do people ever totally leave it behind? And you know, he, he, of course that's possible. Mm -hmm. He said the norm in his experience is people who have this struggle have the temptation, most of them, the rest of their mm -hmm. life. Do you think that's true? You know, I think it depends upon the person, and I think it depends upon a lot of factors. What is their background? What has their what is their history and the lifestyle? I mean, some people come into the come into you know relationship with the Lord with a lot of baggage that they have to work through. I was very lucky that I never entered into the gay lifestyle, and I think that that set me up to go farther mm -hmm. um, in, in healing and recovery. But I would say never limit the Lord. You know, I think sometimes celibacy, you know, the gift of celibacy, we can take that and use that as a uh, kind of, a, you know, we can just settle. And I say, you know what, don't ever settle. God may have something even more for you right around yep. the corner. So we just keep following Him yep. and trusting Him. And I'm single, always have yep. been single. By the grace of God, yep. I've never had sex. We need to say 1 Corinthians 7, if you're single, Paul says that's preferable. Yeah. You have more energy to serve the Lord. Absolutely. First Corinthians seven. So it's not like, oh no, I'm single. I got to be. Right. No, it's great to be Absolutely. single. Absolutely. <laughs> I don't know anybody that has as much fun in life as I do. But all right. So Nate, how do you think you ended up with this struggle? Yeah, I think that there were a lot of things that set me up for this struggle. Um, in the third grade, my parents divorced. That was a, certainly a very painful event in my life. Um, I hadn't gone through a, an adequate bonding process with my father and wasn't able to adequately uh, enter into the world of men. I, I knew that I was a boy, but I didn't really feel like I fit. Um, I was exposed to a lot of pornography growing up, and certainly that can impact how we think and feel about men, women, sex, love, all of those things. So teasing and bullying, that was something that I experienced growing up. And that, that naming from your same-sex peers it can really impact your, your sure development. Can. Which is why it's so tragic yeah. that in our grade schools, teachers are saying, well, then you're gay. Right. And they name the kid yes. that and they yes. put that on him. Mm -hmm. And um, do your parent, were they, are your parents believers? Yes, my parents are both believers. And do they know about your story? They do, yeah, they've known for quite a few years now. Like I've been on staff at Outpost uh, over 17 years. So, um, so they've known for a long time. They're right. very supportive of me in the ministry. If somebody is watching this show and they are personally struggling, mm -hmm. struggling with same-sex attraction, what's your website? Because you have small groups, don't you? We do. We have lots of resources available. www.outpostministries.org. Outpostministries.org. Correct. They've, you've got reading material. You can counsel mm -hmm. people. Yep. And you've got small groups. We've got small groups, yes. All right. And... Um, how much angry, bitter phone calls do you get? <laughs> you know, we, very little. We're actually very blessed. We, Good. you know, we're not a public policy organization. We're not standing out there with picket signs or driving around a deprogramming van, kidnapping mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. um, we exist for people with unwanted same-sex attractions. Yeah. So if that's you, then we're available. Right, right. And, you know, let me uh, ask this here, Nate. Um, how do you, or... Let's say that in your small group that you lead, there are people that are still, the Christian people that are still battling temptation. Yep. Mm -hmm. How do you teach people to battle this? Mm -hmm. What are some mm -hmm. hints? 
Well, the core of what we do at Outpost really is about uh, personal discipleship, your relationship with God. We want people in a life-giving relationship with Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit is the one who conforms us to the image of God, and so that really is the core of what we do. Um, but we also want to help people with their behavior. If there's addictions that are going on, we want to help people find freedom, sobriety in that area. Um, there's the relational component. How do we have healthy relationships with other people? So we really want to come at it from a holistic standpoint. It's not just one particular thing or a 12-step okay. program. It's a myriad of things that we want to discern. Are you involved in a local church where you're getting support? That's an important piece as well. How often is pornography involved? Almost always. Yeah. Almost always. And tell us about what's called covenant eyes. Mm -hmm. What is mm -hmm. that? So Covenant Eyes is, a, is an accountability uh, software. And this is for heterosexual for, men. For anybody every, struggling women with too. pornography, it's a software that you can download onto your computer um, that will send your accountability partner uh, a list of websites that you've seen and they can see if there's anything questionable. Another really great resource is X3 Watch. Um, which will also send an email to an accountability person listing any questionable sites that you might have gone on. And what? Is, and then, then your prayer partner or your accountability yeah. partner says, we better talk. Let, let's, yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, what would you say to a parent watching this? If, if your son or daughter comes up and says, Mom, I'm gay, Dad, mm -hmm. I'm gay, how would you encourage them to respond? Mm -hmm. I think the first thing that's important is for the parent to establish um, the reality and, and, and you know because when somebody tell, shares their story with you they're sharing something that they might feel a lot of shame about there's a lot of fear so it's important for the parent to communicate I love you I want to keep the lines of communication open I want to stay in relationship with you I don't agree with the choices that you're making um, but I still want to maintain relationship I think that that's a really important thing at Outpost we have a wonderful support group for parents family, friends of those that are impacted by homosexuality called Elijah Company. And so I'd really recommend getting some external support for you and they will walk alongside so of you. So at Outpost, you've got a support group for parents. We do. We have a parent yeah. support group. And in fact, we're opening uh, another one in the South Metro this fall. So we'll have two groups for parents, North Metro, South Metro. Great. Yeah. And you've, and, and sadly, there's something called PFLAG, mm -hmm. which is the opposite. It's right. parents who are meeting to support homosexual Correct. behavior, which it's, we don't like that group. Yeah. Um, so you got married, you, ha you raised, had same-sex attraction, mm -hmm. got married. Do you think most people with same-sex attraction should get married to the opposite sex, we're saying? <laughs> to the opposite, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, do, what do you think? You know, I, I, we talked a little bit about it earlier. I think there are two choices, either marriage or celibacy. I think both are calls from mm -hmm. the Lord. Both mm -hmm. are gifts from God. Um, and I think that that's something that, that you and your community can discern in your life. Um, I, so, you know, I work with a lot of young men, and I, that's what I tell them. You have two choices here. The, the one choice you don't have is to be lazy or selfish. You know, you're either going to be married to the church or you're going to be married to a, a woman. Um, so I totally think marriage is possible if you've done some of the hard work of healing beforehand. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Marriage is not something that will heal you. In fact, it will actually exacerbate some <laughs> of the issues that you might be struggling with. Yeah. So, so don't think that marriage is a, as an avenue for healing. And don't, I, I tell my guys, I say, don't use a relationship with a woman as a, a way to test drive your healing. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. not what, what women are for. But yes, <laughs> marriage is absolutely a possibility. It is, yeah. yeah. And we need to hear that because you hear, oh, it'd be evil for right. me to marry a woman. Yeah. You know? um, so l let me ask you this too. 
there used to be a group, national group, mm -hmm. called Exodus, mm -hmm. which was the evangelical group helping people out of homosexuality. Yes. Well, the leader went liberal. Mm -hmm. I don't think he went back into the lifestyle, to no, my knowledge. No. But he just went liberal. Yeah. And he, he's in favor of gay marriage, mm -hmm. etc. Mm -hmm. And then, sometimes you hear about somebody who's in this ministry who goes back to the homosexual mm -hmm. lifestyle. Mm -hmm. What do you say to all that? Well, Outpost was a founding member of Exodus, so we were part of Exodus for over 30 years, and, and we were the first ministry to leave Exodus when the, the things shift, got when things got liberal, things began to shift. We were very grieved. Um, we had invested wholeheartedly into this organization and had many friends and loved ones that were a part of this, so, so we grieved deeply. Um, that time and, and have since grieved the loss of a lot of leaders who have fallen back into the lifestyle. You know, there's a kind of this slippery grace movement that, you know, extreme grace, I can kind of do whatever I want. My behavior doesn't matter to God. Um, and we just said, no, <laughs> we're going to take a stand against what, this. What happened to the leader of Exodus that made the whole thing close down? It, it was that. It was, a, it was this grace movement that... Okay that's happening in, in our nation. And, you know, we all believe we're saved by grace alone, Absolutely. not good works, but grace changes your life. Grace changes your life yep. and empowers us to live obedient yep. to the Lord Jesus yep. Christ. And when you fall, you repent. You, you don't yeah. live in it. Right, you know? exactly. Um, all right, now let's get into another subject. I, uh, I have personally struggled with same-sex mm -hmm. attraction most of my life. Nothing grieves me more than to hear some of these liberal yeah. Protestant denominations, I'll list them, mm -hmm. the United Church of mm -hmm. Christ, the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, mm -hmm. of which I used to be a part, mm -hmm. the Presbyterian Church USA, the Episcopal Church USA, and now the Disciples of Christ, they're all on the pro-gay bandwagon. You can be a practicing homosexual. They'll marry you, yeah. some, of their, some, not all of their congregations. You can be a pastor mm -hmm. and have a... Mm -hmm. I, I got a lady that's in North Minneapolis, North, North Minnesota, who sent me her pastor's coming out sermon mm -hmm. where he told the church that God led him to his mm -hmm. gay partner. Wow. So... Here's my question for you. Do you have contact with churches that, liberal churches that want you to come out and speak, or do they leave you alone? Well, we were a huge part of this uh, actually quite a few years ago, uh, particularly with the ELCA denomination. I grew up ELCA. Oh, you did. Um, and, of course, am no more. But, um, but when they were doing all of their studies and research and all of that, I did a lot of speaking at different synods mm -hmm. around the, the Midwest, actually. And so we were on the front lines of that kind <laughs> so of So was I. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You know, and here's the interesting thing. Um, my colleague and I sat down with two bishops who were fairly high up and kind of leading the charge in this in this I bet I know their I names. I bet you know their names. Let's go right ahead. And um, and and my colleague said to them, you know the this is what the Bible says and their response to us, well there are other books. And that Not right for there, us there are right. <laughs> But that, that was the end of the conversation. Wow. Because the Bible is no longer the inherent, infallible Word of God, and, oh. and that's where the buck stops. Well, let me tell you this and then ask your opinion. Uh, there's a very liberal ELCA Lutheran pastor here in the Twin Cities area. She preached a sermon mm. on a, a woman in her church that now is a man, mm. and she went on and on mm. about, this person doesn't want to be called he or her. Right. You're supposed to call this person they. they. Mm -hmm. And she went on and on and pretty much endorsed transgenderism. And when she found out that I criticized her in a Facebook page, she just basically said that my article was hate-filled. Mm. In fact, she, she put it on her website, mm. but she said, warning, transphobic comments ahead. 
I didn't hate anybody. Mm-hmm. I just said, if you're a man, you're a man. If you're a woman, don't mm-hmm. you're a woman. Don't tell God he made a mistake. Right. And so mm-hmm. she wrote this article and she yeah. did this horrible sermon. All right. If you're a man who thinks you're a woman, mm-hmm. does that make you a woman? I mean, how do you respond to uh, transgenderism? Well, you know, it's important because Descartes said, uh, I think, therefore I am. And, 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 it, and it actually gave us the power, or he, you know, in saying that, to think ourselves into being, mm-hmm. uh, which is totally not biblical. <laughs> um, the, the Bible says God created them, in, created us in his image, male and female, mm-hmm. period. Yep. God's creation is heterosexual. Mm-hmm. And we don't get to tell God, you know, we're the, he's the potter, we're the clay. Mm-hmm. And we have to live within the order that God has established. Now, here's the really scary part. The enemy right now is systematically trying to erase the image of God from society. No boys, no girls, no image of God. And we're seeing it with the bathroom issue. We're seeing it in the public schools. I have a Planned Parenthood Parenthood. says your genitals do not determine your sexuality. What? Yeah, right. Uh, I have a colleague, she worked in the Minneapolis Public School District, and she had a teacher say to her, you know, I don't say good morning, boys and girls anymore. I say good morning, scholars. So in elementary school, we can't even say boys and girls anymore. That's the end of the And when Obama was president trying to mandate transgender bathrooms in all the schools, Mm -hmm. um, we want to have compassion. Absolutely. What would make a... Uh, actually, the other thing is studies show that if you leave these kids alone, yeah. they come out of it, they, they grow out of it. Yeah, so to tell an eight-year-old, yeah. no, you're, you're, you're really a girl when he's a boy, mm-hmm. he'll grow out of it if you yeah. leave him alone. Absolutely. Um, so my question is, how do, I mean, we have to have compassion because mm-hmm. life is messy and Satan mm-hmm. messes all of us up. Right. Where does that get planted in a human mind? You know, I think that there's a lot of things that set people up. Again, for transgenderism, it's not just one thing. It can be a series of things um, that can set somebody up. Childhood sexual abuse. Um, You know, a lot of times it's something as simple as little boy or little girl somehow receives the message, it's better to be the opposite sex. Okay. And, And that seed gets planted. And of course, if it's watered, if, if that seed is nurtured, then you can grow up and confused, you're struggling with your gender. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I wonder, I don't know how bad it is now in the public schools, but if a 10-year-old girl called Judy comes to school the next day called Ed and you have to call her a boy, yes. I'd have to lose my job because yeah. that would be lying. Yeah. I couldn't do it. Yeah, you, it, it, it's really gotten bad uh, in the public school sector. You can, you can change back and forth at whim. And really, if, if you say I'm a boy and, and you're really a girl, the, the faculty has to, you know. And this liberal you know. pastor was claiming that because I, some, uh, again, go to my Facebook page, go to Facebook, type in Pastor Tom Brock, mm-hmm. you'll get all my articles on this stuff. <laughs> yeah. And I am doing violence mm-hmm. because I won't mm-hmm. refer to this person as right. they. Right. I'm doing violence. Mm-hmm. Talk mm-hmm. about over-dramatization. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Uh, but I'm guessing you don't get much of the transgender issue. No. It's mostly homosexuality. It's mostly same-sex attractions. What yeah. about bisexuality? Mm-hmm. What is, uh, what's that? Again, the underlying issues are very similar with bisexuality as they are with homosexuality. There have been things in childhood that have set this person up mm-hmm. for confusion. Mm-hmm. Um, early childhood exposure to pornography, teasing and bullying, uh, uh, childhood sexual abuse, gender nonconformity issues. So, I mean, th- there's a fairly long list of things that can happen. It's not usually one thing. 
think a lot of times with young people, um, there's a lot of encouragement right now for experimentation. We've got songs like I Kissed a Girl and I Liked It. I know, by a girl. By a girl. Um, so this stuff is happening. It's in, it's in the textbooks now, you know? You should experiment. You should try this out. About 10 years ago, my godson went to Wyzetta High School. Mm -hmm. And I knew the world has changed mm -hmm. when he told me that over the loudspeaker today, the announcement came to all the high school students, if you stay after school, we're going to have a gay couple talk about their life yeah. together. Mm -hmm. That's when I knew things have changed. Yes, they've changed. Well, um, and you know, l let me ask you this. There are churches, I just listed mm -hmm. them, that teach that you can live in this behavior mm -hmm. and still go to heaven. Mm -hmm. What's your take on that? Yeah, that, you know, well, my first response is I wouldn't risk it. I wouldn't, <laughs> yeah. You know, um, I, I think the Bible is clear that, that when you are obedient to Jesus Christ, um, the love of God changes you. You are transformed from the inside out. You don't continue to live on in behaviors and ways of being and doing that the Bible calls sin. Mm -hmm. Love does not delight in evil, it rejoices in the truth. Yeah. And so, I mean, there's verses in Hebrews, you know, about trampling the blood of Jesus. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not going to, um, you know, I don't want to be judgmental, and yet I want to be honest and direct with people yeah, that, yeah. that their salvation is at stake. Well, Nate, I'll quote the verse that people have heard me quote on this mm -hmm. show a gazillion times, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, mm -hmm. 9 through 11. Here it is. Yeah. Do not be deceived. Mm -hmm. Do not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the yeah. kingdom of God. Neither fornicators, that's heterosexuals right. having sex outside right. of marriage. Neither fornicators, idolaters, adulterers, mm -hmm. homosexuals, thieves, greedy, uh, robbers, nor revilers will inherit the kingdom mm -hmm. of God. Such were some of you, but you were washed, you were sanctified, mm -hmm. you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and in the spirit of yeah. our God. That verse teaches if you live not just in homosexuality, if you live, right. in, live in any yeah. sin, impenitently, yeah. no repentance, yeah. you're not going to heaven. Right. So but it, such again, some it grieves yeah. me that preachers are saying, oh, yeah. yes, you can. Yeah. yeah, they're leading them down the wide road to hell. Yeah, we're nicing people mm -hmm. right into heaven. Yeah. 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 And so um, I would guess the people, though, that come to you for help don't disagree with Scripture. They're there because they agree with Scripture. They're there because they agree with Scripture. They have unwanted same-sex attractions, and they want to live obedient to the Lord and, uh -huh. what he, and live in the parameters that He has set for our sexuality and our sexual expression. And you're, you have a group for older men, a group for younger yep. men. Do you have a group for women? Uh, we don't have a group for women. You know, ministering to women is, is a little different than it is ministering to men. We find that women do better in more of a one-to-one -one setting. Mm -hmm. uh, we do have um, a group for men and women, uh, an inner healing curriculum we take people through called Living Waters. It's okay. a 20 to 25 week program, very intense. And it's for people who struggle with virtually any sexual relational brokenness issue. So we don't just do the, the same-sex attractions piece. If you're struggling with heterosexual pornography, we'll take you. Uh -huh. um, or, or a childhood sexual abuse issue, we have resources for you. Uh, let's put it up on the screen one more time. Um, www.outpostministries.org. Outpostministries.org. And if, you, uh, if you're a heterosexual and you mm -hmm. are having a porn problem, yep. you can go through that wonderful, yep. wonderful ministry. Mm -hmm. um, we've got about four minutes left. Um, if somebody's watching this mm -hmm. and they know it's wrong yeah. and they really want help, mm -hmm. what helped you the most to get out of this? Yeah. <clears throat> well, first and foremost, 
it was my relationship with Jesus. Yeah. Um, learning to hear his voice, learning to, to follow him, learning to, uh, to, to follow his narrative for my life and not the enemy's narrative for my life. Um, that, that was a process for me. Um, learning how to be in community with other men and, and, and receive from them the things that I most need in healthy, non-sexual ways. That was another important part of my mm -hmm. recovery. Mm -hmm. So, so I, I worked with a, a wonderful Christian pastor and therapist who mentored me. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't just one thing. Um, it, was a, it was a multitude of things that, that helped to you know, address the different areas of my life where I was struggling. But number one was my relationship with Jesus. So if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, you need to get yeah. on your knees, get next to your bed, pray, Lord Jesus, I need you. Come into my heart, forgive my sins, mm -hmm. then get into a good church. Yeah. And there is hope, there is help. That yeah. doesn't mean the temptations stop, yeah. but it, the behavior can stop. Mm -hmm. And uh, and good. Well, Nate, God bless you. Mm -hmm. uh, we got two more minutes. I'm just going to ask you, let's pray. Yeah. Would you say a prayer Absolutely. for strugglers, for parents? Mm -hmm. uh, if you're out there and this issue has touched your life, would you bow with me and go ahead, mm -hmm. Nate, and let's pray. Father, I thank you for each one that is viewing this program right now. I pray your blessing on them. Father God, I ask for those who may be struggling with same-sex attractions that your spirit of truth would descend upon them now. I pray that the eyes of their hearts would be opened to who you are, to your love for them, and for the great power that is towards them that raised Christ from the dead and that can heal their hearts. Father God, I pray that you would give them the boldness and the courage to find the help that they need in their area. God, lead them to the people that can walk alongside of them. I pray even now, God, for a special touch from you, uh, for, for hope, for a supernatural joy mm -hmm. to come upon them because you are a God who heals, you transform us from the inside out, and we thank you, God, for your life-changing power in mm -hmm. Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And you know what comes to my mind? Uh, there are people out there that think, I'm so sinful and messed mm -hmm. up. There's no way the Lord would mm -hmm. take me in. Yes, he would. Yes, We're he all will. sinful and messed up. Absolutely. So come to Christ, get the forgiveness of sins. He does forgive mm -hmm. sin when you confess, and then get into a good church. Read your Bible regularly, mm -hmm. but you don't have to go down that road. And you will never find healing in isolation. You've got to come into the light. You've got to get some help. Yeah. So everybody... Thanks, Nate, You're so very much. Welcome. God Thank bless you your important me. ministry. And mm -hmm. everybody, we're on because people like you pray for us mm -hmm. and uh, donate to our ministry. If you'd like to help keep us on the air, uh, you just go to pastorstudy.org. You can see all of our TV shows there for free anytime. If you'd like to support our ministry, you can do it through a website. Or in a minute, you'll see our address. A lot of people mm -hmm. support us just by sending in a, a something from from through the mail. So God bless you, Nate. Thank God you. bless you, everybody. And we'll see you again at the Pastor Study. Thank you for watching the Pastor Study. You can watch more of our programs at pastorstudy.org. We are on the air preaching the gospel of Christ because of our generous support of you, our viewers. Would you consider supporting our ministry? You may do so at pastorstudy.org or write the Pastor Study, P.O. Box 41294, Minneapolis, Minnesota 55441. May the blessing of our one triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with you today and always.